0: I've known you for a long time. I know you come up from work at noon every day. and You fight your way out the door. And then you push back in. And three seconds later, you come back out again. I walk with you to lunch. And I know if it's a good day, you stop and get that romance novel at the bookstore. I know what you order. And I know that on Wednesdays, you go to that dim sum parlor. and I know you get a jawbreaker before you go back into work. And I know you hate your job and you don't have many friends. And I know sometimes I feel a little uncoordinated and you don't feel as wonderful as everybody else and feeling as alone and as separate as you feel you are. I love you. I love you. And I think you're the greatest thing since Spicer X. And I would be knocked out several times if I could just have that first kiss. And I won't. I won't be distant. I'll come back in the morning and I'll call you if you let me but I still don't drink coffee.
1: Hey folks, this is NYC Actors Talk, Robin Williams, a podcast series where we go through the best performances of Robin Williams and search for his absolute best role. And where we answer the question, what was his greatest role? Do you know Hunter?
2: I have no clue, but that is why we are here. I'm Nick. I'm Hunter.
1: And we have a very special guest today. Isn't that right, Hunter?
2: We do. Christopher Allen Yerkes, my dudes. Hey guys, how you doing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We love a we love a we love a dramatic pause.
2: Yeah. Drum roll, please.
0: Antis (laughs) a
1: patient. So, yeah, uh, uh, on this episode, uh, we are going to be talking about The Fisher King, 1991. So, uh, this is uh, his third Oscar nomination. Uh, his first two w- were Dead Poets Society and Good Morning Vietnam. So, yeah, mm-hmm. 19, ni- 1991, this is the peak era of Robin. He's on top of the world. He's, uh, he's, he's just like one of the most popular performers, actors of that time. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, this is um, a, a big movie for him because he's nominated for an Oscar for this movie. And uh, it is directed by Terry Gilliam, uh, best known for Monty Python and the Holy Grail, one of the best comedies of all time. Uh, and also Brazil, which is also considered um, a, a great movie, and, and and some people say it's one of their favorites as well. Um, so yeah, that, uh, that that's just setting things up. Uh, the Fisher King, we're here. Here we are. We're talking about it. I'm ready
0: to talk about it
1: too. This is this is by far my, my favorite Robin Williams performance. So. Ooh, interesting. Okay, okay. It's... Um, so on on that, uh, <laughs> uh, uh Christopher um what are your overall thoughts on the fisher king
0: i i I find the movie to be beautifully bizarre um well said uh, that's all you have
2: to say i think (laughs) right right I, i
0: mean what better actor to use in that category right
2: yeah so what what do you what do you love about it like what what drew you to this movie what drew me to the film is the
0: um, the uneven tones. I like the idea that you played with something very serious in in and you throw in these comedic tones. You're kind of asking yourself, should I really be laughing at this? Is this funny? I mean, this guy's completely crazy. Look what he's gone through,
2: and yet we're laughing. Leave it to leave it to Mr. Robin Williams.
0: Absolutely, right? And people, yeah, you know, I feel like he gets a lot of credit for doing that in my Good Will Hunting, but. Fisher King is a prime example of that. you you really feel for this guy, but you're also having
1: a good time with him you know Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely.
2: Nick, you haven't seen this movie before this, right?
1: Right? This is my first viewing of this movie.
2: What did you think?
1: Uh, i I love this movie so much. Uh, it's 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 manic, it's hilarious, it's emotional. it's it's out there it's beautiful and it's all anchored by a Robin Williams performance that is on another level. I think as I much. Agree. Yeah. And as much as I, I've been loving his performances while we have been doing this series, I think this is like, once again, just like kind of perfect. And uh, I, I, I can't, I'm, it's a, it's a, it's a hidden gem that I am so glad that I, watched um it, it's uh i I,
2: yeah, I loved it yeah uh i'd have to agree with the both of you uh <laughs> chris the way that the way that you put it beautifully bizarre is so yeah cool. like i feel like there's so many different genres that this mo- movie's playing with it's like uh it's almost like fantasy in a way but it's right also, right yeah it's all it's also like drama it's also comedy it's so many things and it does it all so well <laughs> which movies don't whenever they try to take on too much things it usually kind of ends shitty but this movie doesn't and Robin Williams like you said Nick is like I know we keep we keep saying it almost but it's like oh dude he's really at his best here like and it's everything that I've ever wanted from a Robin Williams performance I think
0: absolutely I think his performance is it's at an equal like you have something like Mrs. Doubtfire where it's really really funny and has the Kind of serious element underneath, where I think Fisher King they like, completely are exactly the same, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He has like, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm so glad you both have mentioned uh, uh, um, uh, the tonal balance of this movie because, yeah, it's it's pretty spot on. Like, there's not really a note or a moment in this movie where I was like, eh. like, it's all pretty much there and it and it and it works. Because it can be funny and heartbreaking at the same time, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. So, Nick, what happens in this movie? How does this movie open up? Let's go.
1: Let's go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, this movie opens up with Jack Lucas, our our main character, played I think wonderfully by Mister Jeff Bridges, my man. He's the dude. He's the he's the dude. <laughs> yeah, we start the movie with Jack Lucas and he is um he's the, he's this asshole. He's basically an, a Howard Stern type where, you know, he, he has this radio talk show and, you know, he's just he he he's almost completely devoid of empathy, uh, uh of kindness, uh, uh of just like, I don't know, uh just uh, he, he barely has a moral compass. Like he's basically just like uh, the worst guy, basically. Um, but but also what what is interesting, uh, and that we kind of explore later in the movie is that like he, he almost doesn't know what he's doing, which is why I think, which is why I think it helps uh, his character arc by the end that like he's not necessarily doing it intentionally. You know what I mean? Like where he he, he's not like evil just for the sake of being evil. He's more just like just saying stupid shit. And then people are taking those words so seriously. And so and and to, you know, as we find out, really tragic effect. So he's an asshole for sure, though. And so we start with that kind of status quo. Uh, He's he's very popular. uh, And uh, he he has an audition for this uh, show, this TV show. And so he's on top of the world. He's he's uh, you know he's he's at uh, he's at his, his apartment. You know he's got a girlfriend. He's 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 got you know uh, paintings of his face all over the place. And he's rehearsing you know the uh, the line uh, that he's rehearsing in uh, for his show. You know what is it? Forgive me. Forgive me. <laughs>
0: Forgive me. <laughs>
1: and it's just like yeah, like he's just a, to- a total narcissist he he's yeah just unbelievably full of himself and then he sees on the tv that uh someone that he just talked to uh just killed a couple of people uh uh with a shotgun and that is he's basically hashtag canceled after that
2: yeah i was gonna bring that up i was like oh dude this is cancel culture
1: (laughs) all right
0: right right, right. right
1: um so that's interesting so yeah um uh, so where, where are we from there so we, we cut to three years later um and he's uh he's uh you know he he's not, he's doing worse let's be honest um and uh he has this uh girlfriend who's very supportive uh, uh played by mercedes rule but she's also like you know she she she's also like hey can you like give me some attention please please and it's so so it's like you know it, it's that kind of energy where like you know she's she's just a kick-ass broad who wants some fucking attention because like of course why aren't you being a good boyfriend to me so i love that kind of back and forth between them in the beginning of the movie where where she's like hey like can we have this can we have a better relationship please
2: (laughs) yeah played wonderfully by her too she's she's got a, a few like stellar moments too
0: right absolutely but she's again she's another one she'll have that very serious moment where she's yelling at him jack come on jack and then she, all of a sudden she'll say something funny we're laughing in the middle of this break it, you know so it's again that tonal thing that all the actors have in it and especially around Williams. so again you know it just comes to that i think that's why the movie's so good as a whole you know it's not just one
1: person Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone's bringing it in this movie. I think everyone's wonderful. She's wonderful. She wins an Oscar for this movie. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, (laughs) She, she won a supporting actress for the movie. uh, And I think it's very well-deserved as you guys said. Yeah. She has, she actually has some of the funniest lines of the movie. Yeah, She's so in the moment in every, every scene she's in. Yeah. Her line deliveries are killer.
2: Yeah. saying that, I will say that we're on performances right now. Uh, Something I thought was funny is that uh, the birdcage, the guy that plays oh. Kid, is in this movie. And he's, like, the bad, like, gangster-type punk that uh, uh, is, like, pouring gasoline on Jeff Bridges and beating up Robin Williams. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, look at him. He's in another Robin Williams movie.
1: <laughs> I know. Actually, it's, it's funny. I uh, When I watched it, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, wait a minute. Is that Val?
2: Yeah. And I was like, how the f- fuck is this guy in so many Robin Williams movies? He's not that good.
1: <laughs> Look, I I didn't think he was great in The Birdcage. I kind of found him a little insufferable, I think. But also, like, it's kind of the writing, too. It's not just him. But, like, I di- I wasn't very impressed. And in this movie, he has a couple lines and he's an asshole and he's just... And it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: What does he say he but he talks like, ning, ning, nang, nang. like, like and it's like what the fuck is happening oh.
1: yeah uh, uh, he's uh you know it's perfect he's perfectly used in this <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so yeah uh yeah at this point yeah he he leaves the apartment he's drunk he's you know he, he he's got some booze with him he's basically at the lowest of lows in his life he's very depressed he he just doesn't care anymore and it, it seems that he's going to kill himself. Uh, he's going to the, uh, what is it, just like the corner of a, a, near a bridge or something. I don't know if it was a bridge, yeah. so, but it was like, it, it was uh, near the docks or whatever, right? Um, so, and he picks up a little Pinocchio doll, by the way. Talks to the doll and he's just like, hey, I, I think I might deserve this, like this shitty life right now. maybe, maybe I do deserve this, um, which is a very key scene. And then, so yeah, he's about to kill himself. These, Val shows up with his friend and uh, and uh, and he's, he's getting attacked. Gasoline is getting poured on him and then Robin Williams appears.
2: In the most epic way possible. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I had no idea. Now, I'll preface it. I had no idea about this movie. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know who played who. And then Robin Williams shows up and I'm like, Fuck
0: yes <laughs> with, his, with his big garbage can lid yeah <laughs> what does he say again
1: oh uh, he says a bunch of things yeah. uh, i i don't know i he he says at one point like you know they say like hey are you uh you know and he's like no nah, well i'm not but i believe in fairies <laughs> yeah. oh. <And> he's <laughs> exactly oh and he's got that badass uh yeah like whatever that is like he f- throws that <laughs> around and he has yeah that awesome uh, uh, sword made out of yeah a, 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 like the front of a car, a bumper uh, and uh, a, a car bumper and and yeah it's just like I had no idea he was gonna look like that <laughs> in the movie.
2: I didn't right. know he was oh. gonna be a kooky homeless man.
1: Oh, and then when they start coming out, I like New York in June. How about you? <laughs> it's so brilliant because yeah because you think that you think you know he has his posse. And like it looks like they're about to attack and then lights lights I like New York how <laughs> about
2: you it's perfect
0: oh it's yeah. great it's,
2: it's iconic
0: as it, it, a guy's getting ready to kill himself you know it, it it's it's different it is
1: yeah yeah and uh, and so he saves Jeff Bridge's life um uh, Jack Lucas is saved. And uh, and he brings him back to his place, you know. Jack Lucas is kind of like, where the hell am I? He passes out drunk, uh, and then he wakes up, and uh, Robin Williams is there, just like right next to him, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's laying down next to him, like, hi, hey.
0: <laughs> and when he makes him laugh in that
1: position, he's like, ah, ah,
0: ah, ah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then he he starts talking to fairies, and I was like. Dude, this is everything I've ever wanted to see. Is just I just wanted Robin Williams, just him alone, just like talking to himself. It's awesome, right? Absolutely. Then you have him. So you have Robin Williams, this this big
0: eccentric big character, and then you have Jeff Bridges. It's very much like like this. So the, the the chemistry in the scene is is bouncing off the wall. It's fantastic. I
2: exactly. mean, you have the
0: what am I? A hood ornament.
1: <laughs> <Like that. laughs> <I'm> a knight. <laughs> it's it's perfect, exactly. And you guys touched on it brilliantly. Yeah, the the chemistry between them uh, is perfect because yeah, he's you know Robin uh, Robin uh, Perry is is an optimist. He's manic, but like you know he mm-hmm. he believes in in people and helping people and and you know and and good and what is just as a knight. And then we have Jack Lucas, who's very dry and very sarcastic and kind of just like. Very cynical, so it's like a perfect, uh, per- perfect dynamic. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, and then is this when we learn the big?
1: Yeah. So um, we he basically he, he takes uh, Jack Lucas takes his toy his Pinocchio back and he's like okay I'm I'm out of here and because Robin's basically explaining that like you know he has this quest he has to find the Holy Grail. Um, you're the one. The fat fairies told me that, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're the chosen one. They told me like, you got to do it. It has to be you. And he's like, no, <laughs> uh, uh, he, yeah, he, he pieces the fuck no. out. And then, um, and then the, uh, I, I guess what the, uh, the, the guy who kind of owns the place or the building, he's like a landlord sort of, uh, he basically tells him like, what are you doing here? And then he kind of explains like, Hey, like, um. He, you know, yeah, he's a little crazy now because of what happened to him, uh, and he explains like, oh, it's, uh yeah, some some asshole with a shotgun killed his wife, and, I, they, and then Jack, you see it in his acting, you see that he put he puts the pieces together, and he's like, oh, right. this, this is because of me, absolutely, yeah. So he has immense guilt over, uh, over this, of course, and he has this fabulous scene with with his girlfriend where you know jack is like uh i i don't know what to do do i give him money like how do i make this stop and it's a it's a it's a wonderful scene i don't know about what what you guys have to say about it but
2: yeah it's it's interesting that he that his character says like oh should i give him money when like in the beginning of the movie he's like kind of against that like a homeless man's knocking on his window and he's like Oh, like money's not going to help.
0: Right. It's, it's kind of like shows his, how narrow minded he was. Like, what does a rich person do to homeless people? Give him money. Like, think you know, not thinking that there's actually something they're going through or something emotional or it's always money. You know, rich yeah. to the poor. So he's still kind of thinking in that terms, even though he's poorer now. It's, it's interesting.
1: Yeah. I, I you You hit it exactly. Like, even though, yeah, now he's thinking of giving him money, it's just kind of like a. Like just to kind of get the guilt out of him, you know, it's it's a a, it's a quick fix for him to do to say that, kind of like, oh, should I just like give him money and leave? Like, like is that how I'm gonna feel better about this? You know, so it's still, as you said, very narrow minded, and it's like, no, like you have to actually like like, put the work in too. Like, it's not it's not an easy fix to like just hand him some money.
2: Yeah, and uh, something that um I'm finding about Robin Williams movies while we're doing this series is that most of them are about like really serious topics. Mm-hmm. This is about like homelessness and like kind of mental illness in a way. And like the other movies that we've been talking about are very similar and that it they take on these very big sensitive topics.
0: Yeah, They're very true. And I he really, until he got older, he really didn't do anything that was kind of just straight comedy. You know, like old dogs and things like that, that rv yeah you're right through his his prime of his career everything was very much this tone very true yeah
1: yeah like yeah it's it's dark it's funny it's it's kind of everything robin was in a way
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: yeah, so i like that yeah uh what, what what happens next giving him money yes there we go no no no. actually though yeah yeah because then but because then after that wonderful scene uh he goes and he's like here and then he's like almost about to go and robin's like like well at first he finds him like on top of a car just like smiling talking to himself which is i think both like manic of course but also like really fucking sweet
2: (laughs) yeah right it was it was very like childlike and endearing it was yeah. yeah
1: and so like yeah like he he kind of wakes or or snaps perry out of it and then perry's like wait wait come here come here come here we're gonna go over here now we're gonna go to this corner oh oh there she there she is and he's like who and that like the girl right there and it's uh lydia as we as we find out um and uh yes it's just the way he looks at her is so is so
0: touching absolutely you know it, it, it's just a great parallel too you had this guy kind of looking at materialistic stuff to help somebody he's handing him money as he's kind of infatuated with the with you know these little idiosyncratic things this woman does that he's fallen in love with so that's the real thing love so if you look at it he's just kind of not paying any attention and
1: i feel like that's kind of what the, that's a message gilliam's trying to say in that moment absolutely and so yeah just yeah so yeah jack gives him the money he's like okay there you go i'm out now and and Robin or, or Perry uh, uh, just gives it to another homeless guy who needs <laughs> right. it more than him. I love fucks, that. Right? He don't need it. He's worried about love. You know. Exactly. It's, like that's all he cares about. He doesn't care about money.
2: Yeah, I, I also love how uh, Jeff Bridges right when he gives him the ho- uh, the other homeless man the money, he's all like, "What the fuck? No, give me that back!" Give me that back. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, hey you don't get to decide what he does with the money like and plus right. it's 70 dollars what the fuck is he gonna do exactly
1: which is why it's like so narrow-minded like oh no it has to be exactly this that's how i'm gonna be happy and if he does any and if he does anything that's different to that that's gonna piss me off yeah. right <laughs>
2: well, fucking asshole
1: uh so yeah uh uh oh And I'm just remembering now, like, uh, when he, like, when, when, uh, Lydia leaves and then like Perry does like a little dance. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking adorable. (laughs) With a little hat on. I know he has a little hat. I love his hat. Oh, it's so great. Amanda Plummer plays Lydia (sighs) and, uh, and I, I'm sure you guys agree, uh, uh, Lydia is, is a great character and I think her performance uh, is wonderful. It's not, you know, obviously she doesn't have a lot to do in the movie. She's only in a few scenes but those scenes though are so key.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I kind of thought her character was a little bit of an ass.
1: And that's I th- that's the point, I think. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah it's,
0: inter- it's so, I'm going to use the term again, beautifully bizarre, with Amanda Plummer. I mean, she has this, very unique very strange delivery and it's kind of opposite of what anybody else would do you know and she has this very squirrely kind of thing she does and it's very cute but it's also like Hunter said it can come off very asshole-ish so but she has a way so most characters like that you wouldn't like you wouldn't root for but she has a way of making her asshole
1: cute where you're like
0: you know I kind of I kind of hope they get together you know
1: (laughs) Right, she's still a likable character, and, and right. I think, and I think, as we get later into the movie, we we start to understand why we root for her. Um right. and uh, yeah, I'd, perfect what you said, Chris. Yeah, like she has this kind of mousy quality about her, but then like she. I forget exactly the line, but like she kind of is exp- explaining later in the movie about like I, I I think her mom or something, and and like the way she like delivers some of those lines, like she she mm-hmm. kind of she kind of like goes down to a register like this for a second, and it's like
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: right. it's like wonderful, yeah, it's it's wonderful. The way she can play with her voice too is just like a, a wonderful work,
2: yeah, yes. Yeah.
1: So yeah, uh we love we love uh we love Lydia. Um as my, uh, uh, and Perry does too. We we and we see that love wholeheartedly. Um I think at this point uh, and tell me if I'm wrong, but are 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 we up to the point when the Red Knight shows up for the first time and he is running away or or actually uh, uh running to the Red Knight. Is that the scene? That's next?
2: Uh, I believe so.
1: To- he falls in the street. Yeah, and he's going to the park to to find the knight. Yes.
0: yes. I believe yes. so.
1: That's it. Yes. That's right because then I think before a little bit before that they go to the castle where they think the uh Holy Grail is. And yes. so th- they have a little back and forth at first where he's like, "I love this guy." And 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 you know,
2: like <laughs> and 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 Jack is just like, "Don't talk to me." Uh <laughs> yeah that moment where he's like jumping around being all like this fucking city but this guy is <laughs> <It was like, laughs> this is this is the moment that I was like, oh oh this is this is I'm watching greatness I'm watching yes. greatness unfold before me right now and it yeah was-
1: I, I just love once again they they perfectly highlight like you know uh Perry's optimism and 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 how his uh kind of psychosis you know it's like so full of life that like you know like there's there's no like necessarily looking down at it you know there's no point when it's like man isn't it doesn't this suck for him to have this mental illness you know what i mean like it's it's very yeah. sm- it's very smartly handled and and very uh it's just such an empathetic take that i love um, and so, yeah. Uh, basically, at that point, the Red Knight shows up for the first time because, yeah, uh, Perry is jumping. You know, he's 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 being so full of life, and then he falls down on the street, and he's just like in a in a, a fetal position. And he sees the Red Knight, and uh, I we'll get into the Red Knight later because I think that's such an important part of the movie. But but basically, yeah, he's so paralyzed by it. Uh, and and then you know the red knight kind of goes away and he, and and he notices that oh Jack Jack like he he doesn't like you Jack and then he runs to the red knight and once again I think a wonderful moment when like it's once again I think perfectly manic and then sentimental where like he's running he's running Jack is trying to catch up to him he's like wait for me geez what are you, what are we doing uh, and and it's uh, and and then he's running and then finally Jack. uh uh, finds him and he's just sitting sitting on on the rock (laughs) exactly and it's like once again crazy but also like so full of heart and where he's just looking up at the sky and then he turns around and he's just like oh hey jack what's up
2: right
0: and as an audience you're like what because you don't know what you don't know what that is so you're you see him chasing him, like what's gonna happen is this real is this something of his imagination and then as soon as you're hyped up and you get ready to get near the end of it you get you get right back into
1: comedy it's a roller coaster it's it's a wonderful roller coaster Absolutely. yeah it,
2: it really is and i i love when he's sitting on the rock and he's like isn't this a beautiful place like, <laughs> it's like oh man what the fuck and i was gonna say this too um that Robin Williams has such a way about him that he makes his characters so relatable. I never, and maybe I'm, maybe not never, but like, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody do it like him where it's like, Oh man, I see myself in this crazy homeless person that shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? But he does it. And I think that is so amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I think just the way Robin plays all that is just so, like, you can't look away from it. It's so, it's, it feels so important to just, like, life and just, like, what we should be doing in life. It's just, like, it's just so wonderfully done, especially in moments like, like that. And then, oh, I'm just remembering now, and, and beautifully, we, we kind of move to the next scene where he, he hears a cry for help. And, oh. and 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 ha- and I I am gonna butcher the line, so I'm not gonna say it because I don't remember. But like the way he says that line so fast is just like brilliant.
2: Yeah, he's all like, I got it, like something about what I've been training for, or something like that, right? Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> right.
1: it's, it's 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 kind of this pitter patter, almost Shakespearean, where it's like, ah, da, 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 da. you know. Yeah.
0: And all I kept thinking about watching it was help is on the way. <laughs> 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 oh, deity! <laughs> and then you meet well, Michael Jeter,
1: right? Oh. Michael freaking Jeter, uh, who I I think is absolutely wonderful in this movie. He, oh, he I, if you don't know him, I know him from uh, Elmo's World. He's Mr. Mr. Noodle. Mr. That's
0: Noodle. My- yes. that was Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr.
2: Noodle. I know him from the. <laughs> the uh, original air bud yes
0: and he's in the green mile with the mouse
1: oh i, I haven't seen it but i oh, now i gotta yeah. watch it yeah oh yeah you should watch it. yeah
0: he his comedic timing but he's like Does he, do you need help no i just love laying in all horse shit <laughs> yeah. I
2: was, oh, was so oh also cool. later that's him singing Yes. yes oh yes
1: yeah yeah okay. and and we'll get to that performance it's yes. it's, it's uh it's fabulous but yeah um but yeah he he brings so much life energy and humor uh and heart to such a small role because really he only shows up in like maybe three scenes uh but 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 we spend it feels like we spend so much time with this guy um and yeah he's he, you know if if robin wasn't in the movie i'd say almost he he was the heart Almost like like his scenes were just, yeah. were just killer. We we get we get we get a look into such a what's such an interesting uh, uh, compassionate character.
2: Yeah, you know so much about him in just those.
0: Yeah, I, 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 some of the stuff he says in, in in the scene. I mean, right when they bring him to the, mental, the hospital, and you're with all these Terry Gilliam characters, I feel like I was in Twelve Monkeys again. <laughs> And, uh, he's, he's, a uh, like Catherine Heather in Summertime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they go back to Central Park. Um, and, uh, my boy, our boy Robin Williams is naked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. We love to see it.
2: It's brilliant. It's brilliant.
1: I, uh, I never in my life ever thought I was going to see... I was ever going to watch a scene where Robin Williams is performing a monologue naked. But it's uh, everything I ever wanted.
2: I like, yeah,
0: I, know,
1: I know what you mean. I I, I...
2: Yeah, I li- I like when he turns around and kind of shakes his tush.
0: Oh, yeah, like, yeah. little point. guy flapping the wind. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, where
1: he does like a little song like uh, 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 uh,
2: uh. And also, let's not forget about Jeff Bridges' performance during that. How do you oh. not crack up laughing? every single time how do you do it
0: oh and right like, especially in that scene where he's like um who you who are you talking to jack i'm talking to the little people oh are they here
1: robin is a hairy boy and uh he's 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 giving it he, he's showing us all the hairs we love the hairs uh he's got a beautiful beard in this too as we relatable we make, yeah <laughs> relatable as <laughs> a, a, relatable af <laughs> but uh like as we mentioned before hunter we, we love to to see uh like his his wonderful beards when he's able to show off his hairy bod and everything uh yeah. so uh i i don't know why i uh we've spent so much time talking about his hairy bod but i love it i love it
2: because it he is hairy he's a hairy dude and also yeah. the beard portion is he does his best work with the beard he just does that's just
1: that's what it is that's how it is
2: i didn't make the rules okay i just i'm just the messenger okay
1: and and i think one of the best scenes of the movie uh is is this part where as uh we were kind of talking before yeah uh, robin has this monologue naked where you know he's telling the story of the fisher king um Mm -hmm. and uh and just the way he performed it was uh, uh, tear-jerking and, and beautiful, and you wanted to, and you really wanted to hear, like every single word he was about to say. It was so uh, uh, kind of soft-spoken, but also like so. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, fo- it's so f- focused on the words. His performance, like like you just want to hear everything he says, and right. uh, and it's it's just like a simply touching. Uh, I don't know, monologue moment where, you know, he he tells a story and at the end it's basically about like, you know, this guy who just helped someone because he was thirsty and and you see Jack take that in. You see that like we cut to him and we see through his acting and his face that like, okay, I'm registering this. Uh, You know, just like really key moments like that where like he's slowly learning empathy, and and, and uh, it's it's wonderful. Absolutely, you
0: know, going off what you said, you know, just talking about Robin Williams, it's amazing that I don't think there's anybody, and I'm speaking boldly here, I don't think there's any actor that can do a monologue like that better than Robin Williams. Um, and, you know, based on all his other performances, I mean, Good Will Hunting, the scene on the bench, but in particularly here, you're right, that the way he gives that monologue and the way Jeff Bridges takes it in, it, it's very real, very human, kind of like Hunter talks on earlier. Uh, we can all relate to it.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's just, it's just really sweet. It's like a friend talking to you, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Something that I noticed about Jeff Bridges too—he's a killer listener in this movie. If that makes sense, like I just kept watching him while other people were talking, and I was like, man, he's like Nick, how you said, like he's really taking everything in a lot of actors are
0: kind of thinking about how how to react to the line next based off what they're doing rather than just kind of taking in the scene and actually listening to the words they're saying rather than thinking about yourself you know there's a lot of actors do robin doesn't robin gives Mm -hmm. you know and when an actor gives it's easier to receive you know he's not really prying
1: anything from him yeah yeah totally uh yeah he has this monologue and by the end you see that like he's almost remembering his life, and he's and it's it's a it's a very slow uh, thought process. But it's like yeah, he's like, someone said this once, a professor from Hunter. And it's almost like he's gonna remember, and then and then, the Red Knight shows up again, um, and at, so at this point, when I was watching it for the first time, I was like, okay, so whenever the Red Knight shows up that's his trauma that is you know what happened that fateful night with his wife uh you know that that's the red knight is basically the visual interpretation of that
2: absolutely yeah which is it's interesting that uh jeff bridges like it may like he makes the red knight run away You know what I mean? It's like, oh, like he's finding like solace in other people and maybe that's why.
1: Right, because it's all about like helping someone else Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what Jack is doing even if he doesn't know that when he's there with him, with Perry you're right, the Ren Knight goes away.
2: Yeah. That's a beautiful metaphor uh, for trauma and things that we go through I think. Like I think that's an amazing way to put it you know
1: jack is like hey i'm gonna help you get this girl okay um like uh uh they go to uh, the train station. What what is the train station called again? Yeah, Grand uh, Central Station. Grand Central Station. There we go. I live. <laughs> I have lived. I have lived in New York all my fucking life, and I don't remember the name of the train station. Anyway, well, did-
2: NYC actors talk film. What's that? Train again? What's, What's that train? That
1: train, train? train? <laughs> Lydia's there. And Perry's waiting, and he's like, "Oh, she's she's usually here. Like a, like a, she's a little late, I guess." And so she comes out, and she's like, you know, being clumsy like she always is. And, and then we have this beautiful scene where everyone's dancing in, in Grand Central. It is beautiful, though.
0: I, it, it's, it's poetic. I yeah. Would, it's, it's, yeah. It's Terry Gilliam being Terry Gilliam, um, which is one of the very few, besides the Red Knights, it's one of the very few moments we kind of get Gilliam, you know? He doesn't do his, and I mean that as he doesn't do his cliche, his cliche, 12 monkeys, Brazil, you know, he kind of um, keeps everything kind of traditional in a way. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he kind of, we then be getting to what Hunter mentioned earlier, the fantasy where Gilliam always likes to add fantasy. I think this is DC in the movie that be It's very Gilliam.
1: Yeah. Like he's very pulled back here. Uh, as opposed to like some of his other work. I haven't seen a lot of his work uh, yet, but I obviously I've seen Holy grail you know, and everything. Uh, But I, yeah, I definitely want to see more from him, uh, his older work Um, like Brazil and and 12 monkeys. And. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. You'll see what I mean. There's definitely, he, he does his very fantasy elements to his movies and in the Fisher King, when I think about it, I mean, besides the overall story and the red Knight, that's really the only moment where we kind of really get it. So.
2: Interesting. Apparently he, he thought he was all like, huh, wouldn't it be great if like everybody in here just kind of like looked at each other and fell in love and started waltzing? Wouldn't that just be great? Let's just, let's just try it. And they kept it <laughs> in. I, think that's so that's, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's just see. Let's just see. <laughs> I think that's awesome.
1: Uh, and And uh, what's so funny is apparently uh, you know they're, they're waltzing, all these people are waltzing uh, and we see Lydia, you know just walking you know minding her own business. And we see Robin and he's following her. And for, for anybody else, it could be creepy. but the way he plays it, and I think what what uh, what stood out to me the most w- was his stillness in that scene, like the like the way he was just so still and just looking at her so tenderly, walking towards her, and it's, and he's just I don't know, he's so he, he's he he has so much intent to go to her. It's just it's so, it's just so good without saying anything. It's such a great uh, performance.
0: It's the it's the stuff that we all relate to in Robin Williams. It's the sensitivity. It's the humor. It's the everyday man look, you know, um, he gives us that feeling, you know, we've all looked at somebody probably the same way he looks at Lydia, whether it's someone or something.
1: I'm looking at you
2: Hunter. (laughs) Oh (laughs) Oh, man. That's beautiful.
1: I believe it's new year's Eve. They do it. They do. Uh, they do it at grand central station still to this day. They, everyone waltzes, and they dance, and what you know, and when it's I guess midnight, everyone dances, uh, just like in the movie.
2: Because of this movie.
1: Because of this movie.
2: What?
1: We definitely gotta all go dancing at Grand Central oh, yes. now, for sure. <laughs> uh, so he, she gets away. Uh, uh, he, uh, Perry uh, uh, is. Uh, there's too many people. Uh, you know, he, he she gets away. And then we get to this wonderful fucking scene where Michael Jeter gives, I think, one of the best drag performances I've ever seen in my life. Oh, but he walks in. The two things that make me laugh. But he
0: walks into the cubicle and he's running. You hear the high heels, you see the balloons flying in there. And then the w- <laughs> and he shows up at her cubicle and she goes, ah, that little noise And then he's like, you must be she.
1: i have a dream everything's coming up video (laughs) Uh, steven sondheim uh funnily enough uh they 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 uh michael jeter was a a good friend of sondheim and so he was like hey i'm gonna change the words and and sondheim was totally cool with it
0: wow
2: that's so cool yeah i bet
0: you he watched it and he was like this is amazing
1: yeah, definitely. If there's a scene that like perfectly shows someone someone's talent, it's that scene. When he tries to uh
0: um uh, kind of prep for singing and he warms up, he does, I'm Charles Lindbergh's wife. I can't found my baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course he does it way better than me, but you know <laughs>
2: that's Michael Jeter. His voice is actually beautiful. I
0: know. I was like every, I I every time I watch I listen for that. I'm
2: like, why well, is this great? yeah why, why, yeah, just why? what's happened? I literally I was like, oh, he's gonna be bad or something. and I think that and I thought that that was gonna be the the joke. No, no, no. The joke is that he's better than most.
1: <laughs> it's just a powerhouse performance. and it, it's it's just a monster of a moment and and it's not only is it progressive, obviously for the time, especially. Like I can't believe a moment like this happened in a movie uh, in a 1991 movie. It's 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 an awesome moment and it's hilarious, but also like yeah, just uh, it's just like great singing chops. And then like, you know, not a no, no one claps and that's okay because <laughs> it's like fuck the haters. She, like like it, it was a wonderful performance.
2: Mm-hmm. Then they hire Perry at the video place to. Hook him up with the girl.
1: Once again, it's all through the acting and the character work, but, like, she's, once again, kind of like, hey, am I being duped here? Like, this is real, right? Like, did I? am I actually going to get 10 Mm. free videos? Did I actually win? What's going on? You know, that kind of energy where she's, like, very defensive and very, like, I'm not being duped here, right? But it's, like, one of those, kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, she said it to be... Of course, it sounds bitchy
0: to say it that way, but, like, she also means it in... She kind of feels like she's on an island, you know, like no one really she's its own thing. So that's why she feels like she feels like she's being duped. And there's no way you like Ethel Merman. There's no way you went to order that. I'm the only one that likes Ethel Merman,
1: you know?
2: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Very true. Very true.
1: Uh, One thing leads to another and they're like, oh, come back. I'll do your nails. okay, honey. Uh, And uh, and so she comes back. Um, and then at the very end of that scene, Anne is like, you know, sometimes you could be a real bitch.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. And you know, then and
1: scene... then and then they laugh, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> because they both know it. You know, I call that scene the Battle of the Subtext because they're all kind of showing this one emotion, but if you watch everything they're saying, they're saying something different underneath. You know. Like I know I'm a bitch. Oh, I'm trying to figure out information, but I got to put my defense on because I can't make her look like she went up me. So it's this really cool like battle, you know?
1: Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know uh, Jack is helping Perry out. You know he's stapling his his suit together.
2: <laughs> also, there's a there's a moment where they're getting ready,
1: uh, uh,
2: and Robin Williams is all like talking to ann about like something about like sex or something like that and he's all like oh i can't let this good of a woman go to waste and then he gets all oh, my people and he's all like unzipping his pants and he's like let's says, do it right here on the <laughs> table right now <laughs> it's like time to like t-. and then he says penis and i was like i didn't catch what you just said and thank god <laughs> because like- he kept having her bring
0: what she kept giving him uh Leftover, or... yeah. I think
1: it was mac and cheese.
0: Yeah, she kept giving it to him because he wanted to see your breast when she bent over. <laughs> uh,
1: and I'm glad you, you mentioned that scene because it's also kind of subtextual where, like, he's doing all this, like, hey, I love you. Let's make love. But all, you can also tell, like, he's looking at Jack. He's like, hey, you got a good woman here. Don't let guys like me take her away. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And then, and then because she keeps calling him, Jack, Jack. <laughs> uh he finally comes around and is like took you long enough geez <laughs>
1: and then uh so yeah they're getting ready and then they all meet up and they're like let's go out um and they go to this Chi- uh this chinese restaurant which once again i think is a wonderful scene and it's there was a lot of improv behind the scenes uh and you can kind of tell too um where they're just like you know uh just creating spontaneous moment after spontaneous moment uh you know perry is kind of mimicking her clumsiness so once again she's not the only one kind of messing up
0: absolutely it's probably my favorite scene in the movie
1: yeah where like he like apparently behind the scenes they're just like like robin was just like making everyone laugh like it was just there's apparently like just like you know, minutes or even hours of footage. Like they apparently they filmed it really late. Uh they were the, you know, the shooting was like really late. And so like, you know, everyone was just kind of going insane together. So it's it, and you can see that in the scene. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, there's um I think what puts the cherry on top of the scene for me is at the end he starts to sing Lydia, oh Lydia, have you met Lydia? Lydia the tattoo lady. And all of a sudden you become a child because you start being like oh my God, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire
1: life. I'm so glad you you mentioned that because, yeah, that's also like top five moments of the movie for me. When yeah. when he sings that song and the, the score is playing with him, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just a beautiful moment.
0: Absolutely. it's
1: And you mentioned fantasy and it's like, that's just like the waltz sequence. It's such a uh, almost fantastical moment where it's like is this a musical number like it's so it's so good absolutely i would agree with you absolutely at this point uh they're they 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 leave the restaurant jack and Anne, you know they're like oh wasn't that great you did a good thing today jack and they you know they embrace and uh and then we we cut back to perry and lydia and you know he's he's walking her home and i if there if there's a best scene in this movie, it's this one, and I'll explain why. Um, so both of the performances in this scene are so potent, where like we, we feel Lydia's plight that maybe love and everything that goes with it isn't worth it, and that's why that's why she's so defensive. She's been broken before; she doesn't want to be broken again. And I feel like in in some way or another, we've all felt that way, whatever it may be. Uh, and I, you know, I think the ultimate dramatic question of some of the best Robin Williams movies is is, is this man too good to be true? Can a person, can a, can a person like Perry and in turn Robin Williams exist in reality? And when, when, when Perry gives that speech to her, it's perfect. Uh, it's, uh, it's the, the way Robin is so vulnerable here is magnificent and uh the way he says i love you uh is the best and it makes me feel so much i was a pool of tears uh he he loves her and he tells her that in a way that's so genuine and moving it's a perfect scene
2: yeah there's a lot of scenes in films kind of like this right like the walking up to the door scene right And I've never seen it done quite like this and how you said, Nick, how vulnerable it really is. You know what I mean? And like films try or attempt to, to be vulnerable, but like Robin Williams just is, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's why this scene really works how it does. It's
0: funny how how you mentioned that it's a, it's a kind of a, a common thing that occurs in Robin Williams movies with him. Um, I kind of, sometimes I, I take a lot of things he says in his movies and I piece them together as one piece of dialogue. For instance, he has that quote in Good Will Hunting where he's talking about, um, um, you guys seem good about hunting. Yeah. Um, you miss the little things.
1: i remember the line, the quote, do you remember the quote? Yeah. It's, it's something along that line. Like you, you miss the little things.
0: Yeah. Uh, but in the movie, the Fisher King, he's literally labeling those little things. Um, so I, it's kind of neat for me. I don't know. Maybe that's just the way my mind works. I kind of like to, to piece it as one monologue.
1: But yeah, he's naming
0: those little things. We
1: get to another. I, I keep saying this, but it's true. It's another very powerful scene where the Red Knight shows up again. She Lydia leaves, and and Perry's like, she forgot to give me her number, and and then uh, and then uh, you know we see the Red Knight again, and he's a mess. He's he's a uh, he's just uh he's just suffering so much in that scene and Mm -hmm. uh and he's running away from the red knight and uh and what's interesting behind the scenes is that terry gilliam uh they were shooting it and he had to tell robin at one point stop you're gonna hurt yourself uh that like hey if you keep like trying to push so much it's great already and if we gotta do it again we'll reshoot it but like you can stop now You can stop. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do it anymore. Uh, and, uh, and so like Robin, I guess really wanted to perfect that moment, but, uh, regardless of if he thought he perfect, if he like that, he didn't perfect it or not. I think he did. And like, it shows on the screen. Yeah.
2: It's a, it's a crazy moment. And I, I believe it's the last time that we see the red Knight because, and then we finally see what happened uh we
1: actually yeah we really we really see it
2: yeah yeah yeah. which is uh oh it's a terrible yeah it's yeah it's it i don't know no words can actually describe they really they really do it
1: (laughs) yeah it's just like yeah uh uh like i don't know it's it's kind of like it's it's weird it's tragically tragically manic too in a way where it's like you know he's like He's like screaming and he's hollering, but like you want to cry almost, you know what I mean? Even though it's like, you know, maybe on face value, like maybe a little wacky, but like you don't... But you love him so much that you know he's hurting, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's kind of a balancing act that is really, really important. And so the, 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 uh, the assholes come back from the beginning of the movie and they start beating him up. And once again, very important, he, he cuts Perry and he says, thank you. And it's like, oh, my God, that is that is haunting and powerful in a way that we kind of we kind of mentioned this in our world's greatest dad review, uh, Hunter. But um, but I think him thanking that guy for freeing him of his pain, it's really hard to not think about his troubled life. And it's yeah, it's just wow.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean we've said it before, but a lot of these movies kind of reflect um his own life and that's it's very interesting and I don't want to say cool, but it's very interesting to see. Um but it's also very as we say before, like haunting and very uh upsetting in a way.
1: Absolutely. Perfectly said, honey. So it's kinda of like yeah, it's kinda of like what
0: I was saying before with
1: everything mixed together. Now the
0: quote is You'll have bad times, but they'll always wake you up to the stuff you weren't paying attention to. Mm. And I, I like to use that quote in this movie because not only do I think with the Robin Williams in the aspect of watching his wife die, and then he's paying attention to all these little things of the whim, uh, of this girl Lydia that he's infatuated with. Um, I think that's the overall theme for Jeff Bridges' character. Yeah, I think Perry gives him those things that he wasn't paying attention to in himself. You know? Yeah. And which
1: is which is interesting because that's kind of what World's Greatest Dad was about a little bit.
0: Right. I mean, right.
2: Yeah, it's just,
1: it's just so interesting, even even like going to like a, a 2009 movie to a 1991 movie. It's just so interesting that there kind of was a through line with like every single thing, nearly every single thing he ever did. Basically, Jack thinks, OK, I I helped him out. Now I can go back to being Howard Stern, and and uh, and so he's like, "Hey, I feel good again. Sorry, Anne. Got a got a got a dip. Got to right. you know." And it's like this really like regression that is once again very powerful, where it's like he's regressing and he's like, "Look, uh, I only did this for this one thing. I can go back to being, you know, a successful and popular and, and an asshole again, and not feel so guilty." And so, yeah, he breaks up with her and Anne has this wonderful moment where I think maybe in this, th- this might be kind of the moment where she, she got that Oscar f- for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know for this moment. But, yeah, so, yeah, she kind of breaks down and, like, says, like, I've been through all of this with you. It wasn't easy. You think this was fun? And, you know, like, I, I love you. Can you say that back? And he's like, I don't think I can.
2: At least he's honest. <laughs> oh, shit. No, that that's kind of what I felt, though. I was like, well, at least he's being honest whether that be good or bad at least like he's but or maybe he's not maybe he's not being honest do you well guess that's the he thing?
1: thing he isn't being honest yeah that's the not. point he's he's uh because obviously by the end it's different yeah. so you know it, it's right. kind of like he he's so he's very scared still to feel and admit anything so of course he's just gonna be like i don't i don't know if i do
2: yeah but that's that's very, his character arc is very relatable. Right, you know he's
0: what? stubborn. He's, he, he, uh, and when he starts to reflect, he, he starts to be appreciated of things he wasn't paying attention to. Do you guys think he fully kind of changes in the end? I mean, I guess I, we'll get
1: to that. Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. But that is an interesting question that I, I definitely want you to bring up again. Um, uh, so yeah, we, we, we're moving forward. Uh, you know, he, he goes to this meeting where like oh my agent wants me back i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be you know this popular guy again so he meets mm-hmm. up with him and we see uh michael jeter and he's like hey i know you can you help me out like he's in a bind or whatever and he just like completely ignores him and walks away yeah. um, and, and it's just this heartbreaking moment so basically it seems like he he totally didn't learn anything from from this jack uh and uh so yeah he's going back to uh, uh, to the building, and they're talking about, hey, we're we're thinking of doing this, this new show, this new TV show about homeless people, and it, it, he, it's basically a whole spiel about like, hey, we want it to be happy though, and we want it to be like, hey, they actually like being homeless, uh, and 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 they, uh, you know, we want them to be a crazy, you know, but also like, you know, so they love life though, and it's just like this fake horseshit, you know, fucking pitch. And you can see it in his eyes like, oh, oh this this is not it. I can't do this. All right. and, and so he leaves. He uh, goes back to Perry. Uh, and, and once again, a beautiful scene where he's kind of just yes. expi- explaining step by step like, no, I'm not going to do this, man. I'm not, you know, you can't, you you know, you're, you're, you don't have a hold of me. I, I, I'm this guy. And he, he keeps kind of, Kind of just saying that to really himself. Just like, no, I'm still this guy. I'm still this guy. You can't change me. You know, I'm not going to care about someone, especially someone like you. And like, he walks back and forth and it's just kind of this moment to moment kind of thinking. And then he's just like, I'm I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it because of you. I'm not going to, you know, and, and it's just kind of this moment where it's like, oh, it's so earned. Because like, he's so in denial for a lot of it that like, when he's finally just like, Okay, if I do this, it's gonna be because of you. Absolutely.
0: You know, and and it has to be that because it's in his mind what he has to do is completely absurd. He's like, This isn't this isn't the holy grail. This isn't this isn't real. He's literally only doing this completely crazy task to please this other man. So, you know, I don't think he definitely believes that's the holy grail, you know.
2: I'm not gonna lie. I was like Maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> I really did. I was like, this movie's done some pretty uh crazy stuff. Maybe it is the holy grail. And then I thought, a la Indiana Jones. I was like, is he gonna have to drink from the Holy Grail to save him? I don't know why. I I really thought it was gonna go that way. I really did.
0: Because <laughs> the movie goes the movie goes to unexpected places anyways. Exactly. So, you know, so like, I get that. I I can I can roll with that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But anyway, so like his kind of character turn is so his is so earned because like you understand that like he's understanding uh, Perry and he and he loves him and he cares about him and if we didn't like Perry, we don't like this movie. You know what I mean? Like like we have to right. care, we have to care about Robin Williams as Perry, or this movie just does not work. So like that uh, that simple kind of idea. Uh, uh is so important so like you know once again robin williams amazing but but yeah so so he he jack gets that finds the holy grail he he has an awesome homeless getup. uh he's like peter pan almost i don't know it's like a it's very weird <laughs> And he says something that's very important especially to his arc that like you know he, he's kind of saying like this is crazy right i can't believe it but then he says something very important that is um i just hope when they put me away they find me a place right next to his.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that, that that moment was very sweet.
1: And and in a way, just... I, I think that's why he changes. And I think now that uh, we're we're getting back to this, he does change. And it's and it's and it's it makes sense, it's natural. You know what I mean? It's not like he's like totally just like this completely new guy now. But it's it's we're on the road to to good stuff in the future for him because he he's learned that now because of Perry because he he learned empathy because of him and so it, that, that's true. that's why it all works it's not just like I love everything now.
2: <laughs> I I agree I th- I think he definitely uh changes at the end and it, yeah. and like you said like it's not it's well it's well earned
0: I think he changed but maybe not I, I think he's embraced the ability to change I think he's hey he has a different type of thinking. And he's heading that direction, and things are affecting him different. And he's letting, you know, and eventually he's going to become this. Because I don't know, it seems so sudden to me. I don't know. I think the audience is letting us know, hey, man, I love you. This is what I'm going to do. This is I'm going to I'm going to be a different man. I know I can do this. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I I I could see that. Um, but yeah, it, it all it all all of that work, I think character work, just checks out for me, like emotional emotionally. Right. emotionally uh, just like from a structure, uh, from a script, scru- uh, from a script structure standpoint, uh, and everything. So yeah, totally, totally. Uh, so yeah, he so he so he gets the Grail, which is really yeah. ju- just like a trophy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> which is great because he he accomplishes mission, so he got a trophy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then he sees that there's a guy who's like half dead. Uh, who overdosed on some pills and he's like, uh, I don't know what to do and he, like, he goes and he he triggers the the door to, you know, to trigger like the, I guess the police or whatever uh, yeah. to his whereabouts. Um, so, because at first I didn't catch that and I was like, wait, is he going to help him? And, and so when he does that, I, I realize now, like, when he did that, he saved his life. So, which I think once again perfectly ends his arc of uh the road to being a better person so he gives uh he goes back to perry he gives him the grail the grail quote unquote uh, but but you know what to to perry it's the grail he 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 gave him the holy grail and that's what's so beautiful about the ending and he wakes up and he says oh, once again such a good scene where like you know he's he's basically saying like hey i know i was this other guy i know i was a professor and hunter i know my wife is gone i miss her and i'm and uh can I miss her now? Thank you. And it was just like <laughs> so good uh, from both of them. Like the way Jack, uh, the way Jeff Bridges is uh, in- impacted by that. The, the way the line delivery, uh, the line delivery of, of of in Robin's Robin's performance, is, is wonderful. And so yeah, Perry's awake. He's alive again. He's uh, he's uh, once again as he always does. He's uh, orchestrating you know a a, a chorus of 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 loonies we love to see it and uh and yeah they're singing i like new york in june what about you how about you <laughs> and uh, and lydia's there and she realizes oh he's he's okay and and they have this embrace are you my girl yes it's wonderful i cry but it's also kind of funny too where he's just kind of like you know he turns around and he's like hey where you been <laughs> and, and and like they once again they embrace. Jack is singing too with them, uh, and then uh, Anne and Jack uh, embrace, and this time he he can admit that he loves her. And then finally to kind of uh, uh, put a bow on on Jack and Perry's relationship, they're naked together in in Central Park, baby. I know with Pinocchio in between them. That's right. Heyo. Uh, so yeah, they're both singing. It seems like you know, a, a Jack is like saying something about the clouds, like, "Hey, like the clouds, man. Are they? Are you know? Are are we moving? You know, what's going on?" And then Perry's just like, "No, they're clouds. It's the it's the wind." What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and once again, it just perfectly shows like you know something has changed, but they're they love you know they they care about each other and they love each other and they're doing this thing together and they're singing and. And and finally, the the city lights up in their imagination. The you know they they're singing and 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 the love cannot be more real.
2: And fireworks.
1: Fireworks. Fireworks. Lots of fireworks. Chris, final final thoughts on Robin Williams' performance and the movie. Um, I, it it is my favorite Robin Williams performance.
0: Um, I think I mentioned that earlier. I. I just I haven't seen anything like it. You can't compare it to any one of his films. You know, like you can compare Awakenings to Patch Adams in a way, You know, where you can't. The Fisher King stands stands by itself. And I think what makes the film so special is his um, scene partners, who he acts with, how they take in the scenes, and how they interact
2: together. Didn't get nominated for Best Picture, right?
0: No, I don't. I don't.
2: Yeah, no. I I think no. I, read, I read it was the only film that year that got nominated for like a like a score or something like that. And yeah, was- and
0: she won best Actors, but the movie wasn't nominated for that that threw me that threw me. Oh.
1: yeah, weird. Yeah, it's also interesting that like he got nominated for best actor when in some ways you could say he's the, he's a supporting actor in this.
0: Yeah, I would say Bridges would be the actor. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't I- take
1: away from the performance, but I, Absolutely I it is interesting that they gave gave it to him for uh at least nomination wise for for actor
2: yeah especially because he doesn't show up he shows up like 30 40 minutes in and it's
1: funny we mentioned this about jumanji in jumanji that like hey we're kind of waiting for him and this one we don't because the movie's good also but also like yeah and when he shows up it's like awesome yeah right
2: that that is very interesting. We we've mentioned it about a few of these movies that he takes a little bit to come in, and you're always kind of waiting. But Jeff Bridges holds his own, obviously. Jeff Bridges, the dude, the dude. The dude but but even when he call does call like him.
0: characters, like like Mrs. Doubtfire, we'll get Robin Williams at the beginning, but we're waiting for him to turn into this woman.
1: Yeah, you know, we're, yeah. that's true. Uh, uh, might I add a very sexy woman?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Nick ha- Nick de- Nick has a thing for uh for Doubtfire.
1: Hey, I, I don't believe.
2: I do, I do. Yeah, uh, Nick, what are your what are your final thoughts on this film?
1: Yeah, hmm. so uh, I've actually seen this movie twice now, preparing myself for this episode. Uh, and yeah, uh, even the second time, it's just as good, if not better. This movie is great, but Robin Williams makes this a masterpiece. No one, as you guys were saying, no one could do it like him. It's the perfect balance of comedy and tragedy uh he he's manic but as we have discussed it's from a place of tragedy and you immensely feel for him uh Mm -hmm. he's a he's a genuine person who wants to give it his all and wants to help people and that's very robin williams uh it's 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 his mission in the movie, but really he does it because he cares. He's your friend. It's a perfect use of Robin Williams. He brings the character such energy in life, the heart and soul of the movie. It's one of the best performances I've ever seen, I think. I don't think that's a big hot take, but, but also I'd, I haven't seen this movie before. And I, even though people talk about it, it's not like the, the, the movie that people immediately go to. I think people immediately go to movies like Aladdin, doubt fire Jumanji while movies like this, they're mentioned, but not as much. I agree. I, you know, I, I actually consider myself lucky.
0: Interesting that, and I don't think anybody else, well, not many people can say this, but this was my first Robin Williams movie I've ever seen.
2: Ooh, I wow.
0: wasn't brought up on Disney. So I didn't see Aladdin until like a couple years ago. Okay. Um, This was a movie. My grandmother would always just throw on, and I would just call it that movie. I didn't know it was called the Fisher King or anything. Um, and then, I, and then eventually I end up seeing what dreams may come. <laughs> so I got introduced to Robin Williams and, very dramatic, and then he did Mrs. Alpha. I'm like, oh, he does comedy like that. So I was kind of introduced to him backwards, which I think is very interesting.
2: Wow. Yeah. You know, Christopher, that explains so much about you, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like your first Robin Williams movie, of course, it's fucking Fisher King.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. Uh, ten out of ten. It's an easy ten out of ten for me. Uh, I think the first ten out of ten I've done for the series. Yeah, and uh, oh, you got
0: to do out of ten. So I, I'll say ten out of ten.
1: Uh, I'm giving this ten Pinocchios. It's it's an amazing movie. Amazing performance by Robin, uh, Hunter. Yeah, uh, I'd I'd
2: have to uh, I'd have to agree. This movie is one of my favorite movies now. Uh, Jeff Bridges, Robin Williams—it's a duo that I didn't know I needed until Go now. I—I will watch this movie over and over and over again. I think, um, and he's brilliant. Everybody's actually brilliant in this movie, but specifically Robin Williams. We say it over and over and over again in this series, but it's a different Robin Williams in a way. Like he, mm-hmm. but also like he brings everything to the table that we love him for. And that's why it is now my favorite Robin Williams performance. And I, I give this movie 10 out of 10, 10 Pinocchios out of 10. I was mulling over like a nine or a 10, I really was. And I was like, dude, why the hell, what's the knockoff? What's the knockoff point? There is none.
1: I could see people not loving this movie. Like I, I, I could see like people saying like, maybe it's a little too weird, a little too you know messy or in your face. I don't care though. Right. Bro, right.
2: those people, those people like Garp, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is my second ten out of ten that I've given. I think I gave Awakenings a ten. That's right. If I'm that's, not, that's a good Right, one.
1: this is this is your second ten out of ten. This is my first.
2: So Nick, where does this where's this ranking for you?
1: Well, oh, before before I, I jump into the rankings, I I remember uh, for at least one or two episodes, you said. I, I, I like him in this movie, Robin, but I, I want to see them, uh, the, the cr- creators, you know, directors, producers, what, whoever, uh, let him go. No. Like, just, like, let him be uh, s- himself. Just let him be himself. And I think this is the movie. Yes.
2: Yes, 110%. I'm going to agree with you. Because so many directors, like, you hear, like, oh, yeah, they didn't want him to do improv. They didn't want him to do this. I didn't see anything about that here. I think they really just let him, fucking perform.
1: Obviously, this is my number one so far. Uh, it, it honestly, I it's gonna be very hard to top this one uh, in the in our series. I know we're almost done. We have four episodes left, but still. Yeah. <laughs> so this is uh yeah this is my number one Robin performance so far, and right under that is World's Greatest Dad, then One Hour Photo, Awakenings, The Birdcage, Moscow on the Hudson insomnia mrs doubtfire jumanji hook the world according to garbage <laughs> so
2: good best joke ever i know All you
1: right. I, yeah wait let me let me preface hunter made this joke first uh, in an episode and it's it's just the best joke ever oh absolutely i'm going to agree i'm going to agree with that joke
2: <laughs> nick uh, 100% in agreement uh, this this is my number 1 movie on the list i don't i mean saying that the next four that we have are some of his best movies so i don't know if it's going to stay number one but yeah i can't right now i can't see it being beat by any means uh so it goes fisher king number two at awakenings one hour photo world's greatest dad birdcage insomnia moscow on the mule (laughs) that's a
1: Fuck right off. That's
2: a, I'm pretty sure that that's a Nick original right there. That is,
1: that is a, uh, my joke is the second best joke of all time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, then at number eight, we have Mrs. Doubtfire, Hook, Jumanji.
1: I would probably have that same order. That's crazy. That was our, the Fisher King episode. Thank you, Chris, for, for being such a great guest. Hey, thank you guys. It was a
2: blast. Yeah, uh, Chris, thanks for coming on. I, I remember our our shortly lived uh, movie nights where we watched like Eyes Wide Shut and stuff hey, like that. The
0: uh, only two that like that movie,
2: we argued for that movie. But... Oh, we argued for it.
0: We really <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: so good. But yeah, dude, always wonderful talking movies with you.
1: Hey, you too, guys. Amazing. And thank all of you for listening to our The Fisher King episode. Uh, you can find us at NYC Actors Talk Film. Uh, we are uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, we have a website, NYC Actors Talk Film. We have a YouTube channel at NYC Actors Talk Film. Uh, shout-out to Joey Dalton for the amazing artwork. Uh, tune in next week where we'll talk... Yodopa. Aladdin! <laughs> Please rate, review, and subscribe. And Chris, where can we find you online?
0: Uh, you can find me uh, on Facebook, Christopher Alan Yerkes, and I'm starting to get an Instagram, so you will you will see that. Uh, I'm starting a production company, so uh, Dark Sheep Productions, look for that. Hell Thank
2: yeah, you. hell um, yeah. Chris, yeah. You, got a, you got a movie coming out at some point. I
0: do, it's called Ragdolls and Merlot. We're in the uh, post-production stage. Um, Editing is coming together. I had a great cast, great experience. You know, um, a lot of people to thank. Thank Amda. You know, I, I got a lot of tools from there, so I'm excited. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I'm at like a three-hour runtime. You know? Oh, so
1: you're, you you want to? So your movie is going to be the next Irishman
0: It is going to be the. i really inspired by Tarantino and uh, Scorsese, so I think they had a big you know input on that. Oh, I'm thinking, okay. wow, that's There's awesome. No what, what's the
1: what's the name of the movie?
0: Ragdolls and Merlot awesome
1: I, I so, can't wait to check it out
0: yeah aka fucked up
1: people and alcohol that's pretty much what it's <laughs> hell yeah man! that's what it should be called <laughs> uh, thank you again for listening everyone we've been NYC Actors Talk Film I like New York in June how about
0: you, how about you?
1: <laughs> hell yeah bye <Bye-bye>.
2: bye <laughs> <laughs> Ha! <laughs>